Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Moley. And today we are joined by mystical life coach, Shannon Bennett, everybody. Welcome. All, all the way from New Zealand. All the way. Yeah, all the way. Um, so can't wait to visit you there. I hope you'll have us. <laughs> um, uh, Shannon, I love your topic today. I think this is some something that every single being on the planet can definitely agree with that everybody runs this in some shape, way, or form. Uh, the voice of fear, which I really love, and I feel like there's a lot that we can probably go into. But I'd love to know a little bit about, you know, why this uh, you chose this topic, and what was it that really was like? This is the one. Yeah. Well, hello, and thank you for having me. Um, the voice of fear has been probably the most prevalent aspect of my life, especially beginning the work with Masters of South University. So that's um, that's why I want to talk about it, because it's probably the most that I could talk about something. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I when I um, first started this journey, I found it really, really hard um, to speak. And I've always found it hard to speak, particularly in, in front of large groups of people. Um, but yeah, that was one thing that I really knew that I needed to heal in order to be able to fulfill my purpose and my journey moving forward. You know, I need to speak. Mm. So I've really been investigating the different ways and the different voices, which is not only words, right, of fear, it's sensations in the body as well. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just been a really huge and confronting and debilitating aspect of my journey thus far. Yeah. So you've al always obviously known this about yourself, but was it just blatant during the program of, did it show up in class a lot? Like, cause you know, the three of us did a six month mystical life coach certification program. So did you notice it there more than ever? Or like you always knew that it existed? I knew it, it became very obvious in that class. I would really struggle to reach forward and click the unmute button and say what I needed to say. Like my whole body would go into shaking and my heart would be in my throat and I would feel just overwhelmed with fear of going to speak. And so I really started to investigate that of like, huh, why do I feel like I'm about to die and I'm just speaking? Well, that's the feeling that will come up when you go to kind of like share was, are you feeling that right now, sharing on this podcast? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's okay if you are. Listen. It's listened. My God, it's listened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, this is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. As you're speaking, I could, I can feel that it's not, I've never experienced it on a level that you're experiencing. Because what you're saying is when you're about to speak, you feel like you want to die. So for me, it's always been like, I'm just nervous because I'm afraid like if I'm going to mess up, but it's not, never been to the extent of, I think I'm going to die. So that's really interesting. 
right? And it sounds so dramatic, but that's literally what it is. It's that entire nervous system response of Mm -hmm. something very bad is about to happen because I am speaking. And I'm not just speaking, um, you know, about light topics or whatever. Our classes were always deep and they were vulnerable and they were places that you really had to go to the depths of yourself and your being and speak about it. And so I think that is what that is what is probably the biggest trigger is that I'm about to speak my truth and I am going to die. <laughs> Something <laughs> in there, you know, is like so, yeah, so, so, so debilitating and it's a, a massive blockage. And I think um, I've just recognized, you know, there's, there's often people say um, where your biggest challenges is, is where you're, where your goal is or where your learning is yeah and that has been my biggest challenge so i'm like ah oh, okay this is where i'm meant to develop the most this is where i'm really meant to utilize and open up and use the voice yeah it's one of the main whatever we struggle with is normally one of the main ways we're supposed to serve um once we overcome we you know we go through that hero's journey we overcome the the fear and so thank you so much um for Facing your fear yeah. and, and for coming on this podcast today to, to talk to us about this, because I, I remember like before I got really comfortable at doing this, it's really nerve wracking to get in front of a camera and to open up and to use your voice. And then not only that is as you speak about it, it's like, it's what it's the content of what we're also speaking about, because it's about the deepest vulnerabilities we have. It's about things that we really hold true to ourselves and that puts you at a place of risk of being made to feel wrong, insecure, um, people to judge you, shame you, pull you down. And it's a very challenging place to be. So thank you. And I honor your courage uh, mm-hmm. for stepping up and, and using that voice and facing the fear. Yeah, thank you. And I think that you you bring in a really important word of risk because I think that's so closely linked to our survival programming. If we put ourselves out on a limb and we go into risk, then we are really putting everything that we've created egoically on the line. And that's why it feels so terrifying. I think it is a death of sorts when we start to speak. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. But I think the voice of fear... Um, for me, it doesn't just express in words in my mind, it expresses so much in my body. Mm. So it's really like, yeah, like I said, nervous system, heart rate goes crazy, palms are sweaty. And then the other ways that the voices of fear shows up too is silence. Because if I just stay silent, yeah, there's no opportunity for anyone to degrade or make me wrong or you know that sort of thing too so it's really fascinating watching how fear shows up in all these different ways yeah so can you tell tell us a little bit about how what your journeys looked like with it feels like you haven't 100 percent overcame it because it's still i'm sure it's a very deep wound like most of ours like you know it's going to take a minute but where i can feel you've gone with it you've done a lot of work with it right and not only that, but I see it in the way that you show up in like all the forums that we do and things like that, and even on this podcast. So can you talk a little bit about the, what the journeys look like for you and like the work you've done with it? Yeah, sure. So when I first began, it was 
in in the classes and the calls being afraid to click unmute and start speaking so that was the initial what it first looked like and then i realized that that was obviously a place of challenge for me so i would actively find places where i had to speak and then because that's the trigger right and that's the point of entry into healing it it was like oh okay i can actually i can actually do this um, proactively not reactively so i would proactively try and trigger myself and i would do that through um social media posts or speaking things you know in my workplace or with my family and just practicing even though i didn't feel completely comfortable doing it and then i started to notice how i was speaking and that I would have an intonation at the end of my sentences. So it would make it sound like I wasn't sure and I wasn't completely committed to what I was saying. So I started to really investigate the nuances and what I was saying and how I was speaking. And a lot of that comes into um, um, right? Um and ah uh, and all of those surrounding words because I'm not fully in my confidence and speaking purely from my heart up into my throat and out into the world. It's like my mind is still trying to formulate how to perfectly speak. Mm. And so now it just feels like I'm practicing over and over and over to get that movement fluid and moving from my heart through my throat into the world as opposed to this kind of um, jagged sort of, <laughs> you know, awkward almost <laughs> way of speaking. When uh, this a few months ago this year, I worked through um, a similar wound where I had to speak up. It was in in one of our coaching forums, and I had to. I could see something, and I had to speak up. But there was all this fear that if I spoke up, I would, everyone was gonna make me feel wrong for for saying either the right thing or the wrong thing. It felt like it didn't matter what the outcome was going to be. Something bad was going to happen if I used my voice. And for me, when I did the work after that to go in and heal, it was, it was like all this lack of safety, lack of security that was in there. And a lot of it related to being at school and realizing when I was young that I had to kind of like, dim my light and change the way that I am to conform. This That was the word that kept on coming through. It was like, I had to conform to what everybody else um, what needed and wanted me to be. And if I didn't, I risked being the one being put on the chopping block, being judged, shamed, made feel wrong, made feel inferior, cast out on the side. And then that would activate all of my wounds of not being accepted and not being kind of like, one of the team and which i'm sure trigger would have when i was younger would have triggered a bunch of other stuff so i really didn't want that so i had to learn from a young age don't rock the boat don't speak up about what it is you see shut all that down because whatever it is that you say they're not gonna like it mm. and doesn't matter whether or not it's true or not they're not gonna like it so keep your mouth closed is that um I, I would just love to hear your like where your wounding kind of like stem from if you, if you're willing to share on on that kind of like page. Yeah, I've located a few different wounds around it. So 
the the first one being um there's four of them that come to my mind the first one being i was in a conversation with my family and then i had a a sibling tell me to shut up like really harshly and really out of the blue and i remember just feeling like awful like completely cut down and i did i just i just shut up and then from that that moment i was like wow i've got to like really not say things like that you know and and i was speaking a truth i was trying to stand up for somebody in this situation so that was one of them um another one was my younger brother <laughs> he um he actually had both of his hands on my throat when we were young and he he kind of held me in that position and i remember going working through a um yeah working through a trigger and then getting to that place and completely i had no recollection of it but i remember it i remembered it vividly um once i had gone into the trigger so he had both hands on my throat and i um i couldn't speak right i couldn't say anything to save myself so I, of course that um, nervous system function kicked in and i felt afraid because i couldn't tell him to stop um another one was a speech that i did at school and it was for a leadership role and i messed up my cue cards and i got it all wrong and i just felt this immense shame like immense yeah. shame. Mm. i had just you know made a total fool of myself in front of hundreds of people and then the final one was um it was a past life experience and that was something that was like really 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 deep and painful to look at as well because i was killed for saying something yeah Beautiful. Um, that was like oh keep going yeah no that was like i'm gonna go into full detail because this is where i think that i um i've always been afraid to share these experiences too because they're very quote unquote mystical or not normal right in this kind of day and age um so the experience that i had was i was in i was in a hot boy like oof, a hot tub of water and i was being boiled alive because of what i had said like it was gnarly to go into that and really like feel the heat and the skin and everything like that that was a big big um yeah experience to go into and feel that fully so wow and can you if you yeah go ahead no just a lot of unraveling right and there's yeah. so many so i was like determined to find all of the different wounds but it feels like a lot a lot has shifted wow and this is something that i see with a lot of our colleagues who move through some of this big stuff and like this is a big one of like the fear of of voicing anything of speaking and like a lot of them have gone into past life experiences where they've been killed they've been hung they've been burned they've been all these things which is why it's showing up in this life in this way and so was it through this work that you reached that past life experience absolutely mm. <laughs> there was there was no other way right like this teaches you how to go into the very specifics of it and trust exactly what you are sensing and feeling yeah when you go that trigger there's no more questioning of like am i making this up because you can't like it it opens up to you in a way that is so profound and you're like that has to be it yeah and coming from a completely soul heart place nothing to do with the mind telling stories about it it's just like 
whoa, I see this completely and clearly. Beautiful. Yeah, I, right before this, uh, I had a session with somebody that it went into a past life. And that's, I, as soon as you started speaking about yeah. this, I was immediately, I was like, past oh, this life. is a past life. Yeah. I just didn't know if you were going to take it there. Um, and <laughs> obviously it did. So, um, and I just want all the listeners to understand it. Everything that's showing up in your life right now, that's for you. And it might be linked to a past life and it might not be. And it doesn't really matter because the important part is that it's showing up now. If we can, as Shannon's explained, do the work and heal in the now and it opens up into the past life, amazing. Now you have a better awareness of what it is that you're trying to heal. But some of us, like for me, example, I've never had anything go into the past life, but I know that I'm healing stuff from my past lives, of course, because it's all that idle thing, like everything happens now. It's all happening now. If it's showing up, if you're being triggered, it might be from a past life. It might not be, but it's showing up. So it needs your love. It needs your healing. And I think before I found this work, I was like, I wonder if I need to do a past, past life regressions. And they're all wonderful. They're, they're amazing. The beauty of this work is if there's something in your past life that needs your love and attention, you'll find it in this work. And, and in this life. And in this life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is a beautiful case point example of like, you probably didn't go in with the intention of like, oh, this is from my past life and I need to figure all of this out. Although hearing you talk about it, like a fear of a woman speaking up immediately, I'm like, oh yeah, this is probably something that's been, you know, passed on well, brought with you lifetime to lifetime. Um, and then you had these experiences with your sibling, your brother in the, the leadership role to reflect these triggers, this energy that's carrying in there. And this is how it manifests in this lifetime. And then for you, as you're healing it, I'm curious, did the past life come, um, was that like the final final layer or, or the last layer that you've healed with this or did it go in a obviously it's healing so there's no like time order i'm just curious yeah i can't remember to be honest i cannot remember i think the first one was the the brother situation and then i feel like it was the past life it was it was bits and pieces and they came and went as well mm. as they do yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people get caught up in like, well, I have to remember. And it's like, no, just work with the energy that's right here. That's all it is. That's what needs transforming. It's not about remembering this and hanging on to that and reliving that. It's like, no, it's here. And if, you know, is there such things as past lives, you know, like it's all happening simultaneously at once. So it's like, you know, as you're healing, it's just rippling into all these other lives and timelines and things that are happening now. So and, and Chan, like, I'd love to hear your take. Like, so this, when you talk about the, the voice of fear, right. I could, I can feel the, um, the depth of it. Like I can feel like how deep it is. Right. And so even when you're giving these examples, right. With the brother or someone telling you to shut up. Right. It's like those things obviously would trigger that, but like the depth of that, when you said the past lifestyle, I was like, there's the depth. Like that's where it comes from because all of these other things are like, but I couldn't feel the depth of it until you went there. I was like, okay, so it, it's so deep. And then these are coming to bring that back up to you. 
But yeah, for anybody out there who's like, why is this one so crazy? Like we had Traylor once and she was like, I got this program of like unworthiness. And she's like, and I've healed a lot of it. And I don't know where it's come from. And then a past life came up and I was like, there's that depth. There's how deep it goes. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. And if the, if it's, if something's being triggered, right, that is the memory. Yeah. So whether or not it's the, I think because we've lived in such a, um, a society that's attached to mind and thinking, it's like, well, the only memory is a visual memory of mind brain. And it's like, no, that's a memory. The nervous system, when it's freaking out, that's an energetic memory. The energy that you feel of the fear and my fear for safety and my survival, that's an en- that's a memory. And then obviously the, me- the, the mental memories, but we get so attached to wanting to remember. Yeah. I remember I had um, a healing with Rachel Fiore and it was really weird because I could feel all of the energy, but I couldn't, I had no idea what was happening. There was no visual memory at all, which is quite rare for me. Normally I, I do get the visual memory of when I was a kid, had no idea what happened to move through the whole thing and asked her after and Thankfully, she was psychic and was able to kind of like relay what was happening and what was there because she could see. Uh, and this is another way that our minds, when something are really painful, we we shut that off and we don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that memory can still be in us and it can pop up. Sorry, I just hit your head there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a good point too, right? Because it's not a memory is an energy. Yeah. A visual is an energy. A, an emotion or a physical feeling in the body they're all energies and that's what that's what the teachings are is that everything is just an energy so for me and where I've got to at this moment is like it's I've gotten to a point where I'm like it doesn't matter where it's come from stop telling stories about it just yeah, feel nice. it yeah yeah and that is just like it, it becomes so much more distinct and um potent and yeah. actually being able to move it yeah, beautiful. And I love what you said of um, doing all of these, instead of running away from the fear, you ran into the fear. So it's like showing up on social media, like having conversations or doing all of these things. Like, I think that's so beautiful. And that's what I do too, of like, I'm scared of this. I'm petrified. Let me go into it and let me just keep doing it over and over again and just alchemize what it brings up. And it's such a powerful way to like, really, instead of waiting for it, you're like, no invitation, I'll just go and get it. So it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Totally. Because on social media, you know, I think me and Danny, we always talk about like you're hilarious and oh, you're yeah. deep and there's just so many goodies in there. Right. But how has that been like for you to show up in social media in that way and share and speak? Yeah, it's really good. And I really like doing it actually. And I never thought that I would be a person that enjoyed putting myself onto a platform and speaking about things, you know, where people could analyze and (laughs) judge and project all this stuff. But I just find it really fun. And I actually find the process of the creativity of it really fun too. So it's, um, it's really, yeah, it's really interesting to see that it's not just I'm, I'm healing myself. I'm also opening up to all these other layers of who and what I actually am, which is so beautiful. And it creates this momentum of wanting to do it more. I would say that there are other wounds in there at the moment too, where it's kind of like this um, inconsistency and, you know, different things of like, I'll just do, I want to use it when I want to use it and I don't want to be consistent. Like I I can feel that there's these other layers coming into it, but yeah, in terms of speaking and creating, I find it like so satisfying, which is really fun. 
Totally. Yeah. Something that I, I think I've struggled with on social media recently is like, you know, what I see there's, I think everybody has like different facets of the way that they artistically or creatively express. And like, for me, it's always just been my voice. And I had a video recently go viral and I was really vulnerable in the video. Mm. And there were a lot of beautiful comments and a lot of people who were like, I understand what you're saying. This is amazing. Like, this is like shining a light on something. And then the other half was just <laughs> destroying me, like literally taking me and just pulling me into pieces, taking a shit on me, then pissing on me, then throwing me in the toilet. Like just, wow. Like I had to constantly drop in and he, he kept being like, stop reading the comments. I'm like, they're just popping up so much so fast because when it goes viral, like everyone's commenting. And so- And when we're saying viral, a million views. Yeah, in a week. So like what what I experienced and what I went into was like, well, if you guys are going to shit on my vulnerability, then I don't want to share, which then is like a way, if I listen to that program, then I would close completely, mm -hmm. right? And that program was coming up strong of like, if you're giving a piece out and they're not taking and they're doing this, you don't need to share and you don't need to do this. Like, and I could feel energetically how I wanted to close myself, how I wanted to like hide, how I wanted to just delete everything, go F all of y'all. Like I'm not doing any of this. Right. And so that was a beautiful moment for me to see, Oh, like there's all of these layers that I didn't know that were there, but it's, it is hard when you put yourself out there and people are like, oh, okay. And then shoot you down. It is yeah. not, there's nothing about that. That's easy. I mean, if you're going out on social media and speaking up about anything that's meaningful yeah, and it goes viral, it's going to pull out all of the dark yeah. shit in everyone. Yeah. The way that I kept on seeing it, it was like the, the brighter light that we shine and go out on social media and spread, the more darkness we illuminate and the more darkness that comes to, to the light. Yeah which is seen in physical manifestation as seen in the comment section. <clears throat> and that was what was happening is you were spreading so much light energetically with that video. It was reaching so many people's hearts that the, the, the polarity had to, had to jump on yeah. and all of the darkness starts to come out and all of the trolls and uh, all it of was the brutal. really sad people who yeah. are really wounded and hurt in this life that just want to tear yeah. people down to make themselves feel better. How sad. Yeah. That is amazing and absolutely right. Like I think what happens when, um, like you said, you put out this, you put out this message of light and it reaches people people's hearts it does it that's how energetics works we if we can't do that ourselves if we don't feel powerful we have to try and bring other people down yes. and that is the voice of fear the voice of fear wants to bring everybody back down so that they don't have to change and evolve because it's yes. hard yeah it's hard work but it's so worth it and i think we all feel that right of like i don't care anymore about what you know like my human self does yeah. and that's when we get pulled back into the triggers but the higher self is like i don't care i'm gonna say these things because they're coming from a place of like such strength and such heart that it just doesn't matter what yep. comes back yeah yeah definitely not easy i'd love to uh i'd love to um go in the direction of your humor shannon because <laughs> when i watch your videos 
Hilarious. on social media, they really engage me because they make me laugh. Yeah, so funny. Um, and what when I first when I watched your class, what you moving through the MLC, I didn't pick up on any of that humor. I didn't feel any of that from you. And so when I started seeing you showing up on social media that way, I was like, oh, wow, there's like there she is. all these different layers yeah. to her that I had no idea about. Uh, and wow, it was, it was like so cool. Yeah. And this is something that um, I've spoke about with Rachel Fiore is that she said, like, the more that you heal, you become funny. Mm -hmm. Because now instead of your humor being about like, you're tearing people down, it's like it allows your soul to just be free. And like, I've had an experience before where I've heard the voice of, of source, whatever. And it was, it was joking. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was making fun of me. It was using stuff that I'd said and like, and I was cracking up. So I know divinity is very funny. Mm -hmm. I know that it is. And so it's been, it's been really wonderful watching you share and, uh, and make me laugh. But what has that been like um, as you found your voice of love to tap more into maybe like your comedic side and your your, your funny side? Because your messages are very deep, deep, but you do it in such a way that it's so funny. So yeah. it's so easily digestible, <laughs> but you're also like giving wisdom, you know, it's like beautiful. Yeah, it really it's is. It's an amazing balance. Yeah. Uh, thank you. It's I think there's two sides to this coin. I think that if we are wanting to heal, you have to be of a lighter vibration, right? Like you can't heal if you're down in those shame, guilt yeah. places. Like you can be there and feel them for sure, but it's e like it's not easier. It's more, I think it actually heals when you're in joy. And that's what humor is. Humor brings joy. Humor brings laughter. Humor creates like this ease when we talk about really like dark, gritty, yeah. you know, truthful stuff. And so I didn't actually know that it existed within me either. I mean, wow. I kind of did, but it wasn't like when I started actually recording myself, I was like, oh, I'm meant to use this. Like, I'm not meant to just keep this to myself and like do my weird little things on my own. I meant yeah. to actually share that publicly. And I'm like, oh my God, that is terrifying. But it's, yeah, it's fun. And like you said, if it's engaging, then I think like that's not my outcome it's even my outcome my outcome is like to have fun and enjoy the process and I think creativity is very fun and playful in nature so um I've always been um a, yeah a really creatively centered person of like I just want to make stuff and I want to talk about things and I want to explore things and I'm curious so I think yeah humor is just a really beautiful vessel for all of that um and then the the opposite side of that coin is I think sometimes I can hide behind it, but I've gone into that a couple of times and I'm like, no, this is actually, this is actually part of who I am. So yeah, it's, it's interesting navigating that and trying to utilize it in a yeah more powerful way. So have you found the more that you've healed, this kind of part of you is integrated more? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm healing something, it's almost like I can envision the little video that I'm going to create and how I'm going to speak it's so funny it's like it all wraps into one thing and I'm like oh this is all the same thing like when mm. I'm healing I am creating because I'm opening up all these other parts of myself that just have been so blocked so yeah it's it's fun I would say yeah. it's fun if I could give it a word <laughs> it's amazing the healing journey should be fun yeah 
<laughs> life should be fun. Oh, it should. It oh. should. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Doesn't mean it always is. <laughs> Doesn't mean it always is. Yeah. But no, exactly. it sh it should be. If we can find the joy and the fun and the laughter in things, fantastic. Absolutely, I'm yeah. all for that. All for that. And do you feel like now? Um, part of what you're here to do too is really use that voice. Like, do you see that coming more into fruition of like, Oh, that's part of my soul mission is to really use my voice and be a voice. Absolutely. But more so, I think it's more that I would like to help other people use their voice. Mm, yes. Because I know exactly what it feels like to not be able to use it. Right. So it's like, we have to learn the opposite of what we are wanting to create in order to know that that's not what it is. So it's like, again, feeling into the frequency and the energy of like not being able to use the voice and how frustrating that is and how blocked that is. And then by feeling that, that is what opens up the voice and puts us in, you know, that, that authentic expression. And so, yeah, for me, I just have this huge drive to be able to help other people because there's so, there's so much wisdom in every single person, but they just don't know it or they yeah. haven't figured out the, um, the expression of it to them personally yet. So I would, I get so much satisfaction from, from helping people in general. So, obviously Ellie and I know this work and we know you, but for anyone listening who is maybe like, Hmm, maybe like, maybe I need to find my voice. What do you think for like the average person, just from your own experience, what do you think blocks most people? fear and i think that it blocks us in different ways so perhaps more than just um thinking like how can i unblock it is actually recognizing the clues to why it's blocked so a lot of the time it's when we are silent or it's when we are opposing not opposing but we have a different opinion to somebody that we care about or a group that we might you know identify with or fit in with and we consider them to be um, the people that we love and they love, you know, we love them, they love us. And so when we have a different story or a different perspective to what they're saying, but we're not saying it, so silence or agreeability as well, when we start to agree with people, even though that's not what we actually think and feel. Um, <clears throat> avoidance, distraction is a big one. There's just so many ways that I think it shows up um so identifying the clues and then also just feeling what it feels like when you know that you want to say something how does it feel when you do go to speak are you articulating exactly what you want to say or are you kind of talking at 30 percent and then fluffing it around with other things so that you hope that they're going to understand you mm. um yeah, I think it's, and it's a very personal thing too, right? Because we're all programmed in a very specific way, but it oh. is getting curious. And I think just getting curious about um, listening to yourself when others speak, but then listening to yourself when you're speaking, which is a tricky thing to do because if you're focused on speaking and you're in fear, then it's hard to listen at the same time. But if you can cultivate that practice of, yeah, getting really, really self-aware, acutely self-aware, um, as you're speaking, that starts to give a lot of insight into what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm. And what has been the real big thing that's allowed you to find your voice? Hmm. I think I think my professional life 
is um is a big one mm. for sure um working in places where there is a really like-minded community but there's still a lot of um people's programs and projections and then being able to like know when to speak and when not to speak as well because i think that's just as powerful i think sometimes when it's coming from the right place not speaking because you're triggered is actually very powerful and so for me mm -hmm. it's been my workplace it's mm -hmm. been so much investigation there's so many different relationships there's so many different dynamics there's um as for context, I work as a retreat leader. So I work with guests who pay to come in and receive a certain something. And then I also work with people who, you know, are my bosses and they run the show. And then I work with all these different kind of constructs of relationships. So it's, it's such a good training ground for practicing and using my voice. Mm. As someone who was in the luxury hospitality industry, I can 100, I don't, we are, clearly didn't do the same jobs. Um, but I can 100% agree with you there. I mean, you get all these different walks of life. You've got to work as a team with, you know, certain members. There are times when you see things that you you do really need to speak up about. And uh, yeah, the answer is always everyday life. The, the universe will bring you the triggers, right? That's the beauty of this work. You don't have to go out seeking and searching. You don't have to go to a cave. You don't have to give every possession up. You can just keep living your life. Just walk down the street. As you would <laughs> as a normal human being and just raise your awareness to realize what's coming up. Follow the steps, understand your programming and learn to love your pain, you know? Uh, and that's that's why I love this work so much is because before I found MSU, I thought I was seriously, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, seriously debating, should I give everything up, go to India, and that's how I'm going to become healed and hopefully achieve enlightenment. Like, that's got to be the only way. And through this work, it's like, no, you can keep working in the hotel and get there that way. Yeah. Just do this work long enough and you'll see all the triggers you'll feel you'll heal the program and then you feel free to use your voice and find your own creative um force within your own self which is i think what we all should do as humans um and we all can do and you know we came here to imagine to create to play but then we got born into a world that was so brainwashed and so low and so pain ridden and wounded and unconscious. And now we're on that hero's journey back to find our freedom again. Um, so we can be imaginative and creative in a loving way. Yeah. And it's awesome. I think the more that we like heal, like we get to tap into the creator is creative it's imaginative, you know, and the more that we heal, we get to experience that in our own little soul, individual way, whatever that might be for each and every one of us. And that comes by doing the work, healing the programs and transforming yourself from the inside out. Couldn't think of a, a, a better thing to be a part of. So uh, thank you so much for coming on this podcast, Shannon, yeah. and, and talking to us about, you know, finding your voice and the voice of fear yeah. before you run away or well, not run away, but before you go back to your everyday life and work through your triggers, um, 
Is there anything you want to say to our listeners or to, to seal up the show? Hmm. Um, if, yeah, if there's anything like in, in life in general that you feel is tugging at you <laughs> in, in any way, follow it. And the voice of fear will try to pull you out of it because the mind, you know, wants to keep you there. But if you can feel something under the surface of that, follow it. And that's what I think um, is the most powerful thing that we can do is keep following that thing, whatever it is, however it shows up for each person, whether it's a voice or an intuition or a feeling or a visual image is like just practice following it and see what happens. Because it is, it's like this, this creative energy and this creator is so, like you said, imaginative and it's an experiment. And when you start to follow it, it's just mind blowing what opens up. Yeah. Yeah, guys, let's do the work so like, you know, we can really step into who we really are and what we're really here to do. And, you know, I've witnessed you in the past almost two years really grow. And it's like, it's just, it's just badass. Like, this is yeah. my life. I just get to watch people just grow, become more powerful and find their voice and overcome so much. So Thank you for this topic, Shannon. If anybody at home, if you want to work with Shannon, um, set up a free consultation with us at mastersofselfuniversity.com. Um, check out Rachel's book, Mason's Way, the 20 Universal Ways of Oneness. And we've also got a digital course that accompanies that. And subscribe, like, share. It really helps um, the podcast um, for us to keep going and do this for free. And um, subscribe. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.